Hey, it's Pastor Jeffrey Graff with Faith Family Church, Next Gen. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this message brings truth, clarity, and hope to your situation. God loves you very much, and I hope you feel that today. Enjoy the podcast. What is up, everybody? It's so good to see you guys. How are y'all doing today? One more time. How are y'all doing today? Good, good, good. Hey, well, it's good to be with you. We are in a series called Word to the Wise, and sometimes I'll like have you repeat stuff and talk back to me just because preaching should not be a one-person thing. We should do it together. So help me out, everybody. Say word, word. to the wise. Word. Basically, what we've been talking about is wisdom looks like being able to find the best decision when life's not clear. That's the key little phrase, when life's not clear. Anybody can make a wise decision if it's obvious, but the really wise people know how to make wise decisions when life's not clear. And what I've been telling you is like, the Bible can absolutely guide you through life, but the Bible's not going to tell you every single answer specifically that you need. Meaning if you're like, God, where do I go to college? It's not going to be like a and I'm not going to do that. God, who do I marry? It's not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? So we've been looking at how do we become wise so that we can make good decisions when the answer isn't that obvious. Last week, I preached a message called, What is Wisdom? And today, I want to talk about the other side of that. I want to talk to you about what is foolishness. Help me out. Everybody say foolishness. I'm going to tell you three very quick stories of times that I was foolish in my life. And you'll see where I'm going with this. Some of them you've heard. I'm just, I'm just trying to get you thinking here, okay? Story number one. I was eight years old. I've told this story probably 39 times. I was eight years old. I was a chubby kid, which everybody, when I say that, they're like, we don't believe you. Bring pictures. I burned them all. I'm just kidding. But I was uh, eight years old, and my brother came up to me, and he knew I liked to make people laugh. And so he was like, hey, you want to make everybody laugh? And I was like, duh. He's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. There's a party going on downstairs at our house. He was like, we're going to go down there. We're both going to be in our underwear, which at this point, I should have known, like, this is a weird plan, but I didn't. So he was like, we're going to go down, and you're going to go first, and you're going to say, hey, everybody, I'm fat boy. And then he said, and then I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to say, and I'm slim. Back in the day, there was this rap artist named Fat Boy Slim, and so, I don't know, it was supposed to be funny, but I didn't, I, I wanted to be slim. So I was like, Mike, can I be slim, please? And he was like, no, you don't want to be slim. I was like, why? He's like, because slim means like you're way fatter than fat. And I was like, all right, yeah, you be slim. So I go downstairs, right? And I just... I was just a nice, trusting little brother. Like, I just believed him, right? I'm gullible. So I go down there. Party's going on. I go down in my underwear as I was commanded to do. And I'm like, hey, everybody, I'm fat boy. And they just stare at me. And I'm like, and I'm waiting for my brother to come down and say his lines. And he didn't, never came. It was just me. I was like, oh, okay, bye. And all these party guests were like, well, that was weird. All right. You're, the Graf's youngest son is a little, little different. Anyway. I was too gullible. Everybody say gullible. And I was foolish because I believed my brother. I listened to him. Here's a second story. When I was in college, uh, we had to take this PE class. And I thought, you know, PE, it's a joke, right? You just run a couple laps. They ask tests on, you know, it's like you can look at your body like, okay, yeah, figure this is easy. You know, true or false is working out good. True. Coke is bad. True. Right? It's easy. Well, all the upperclassmen were like, hey, man, I'm warning you, ORU people, it's hard. They were like, hey, man, this test will eat your lunch. You better study. I was like, that's stupid. 
So I'm prideful. I don't believe them. I don't listen. Guess what my first college grade was? A 32. It was so hard. I was foolish because I was prideful. Everybody say prideful. Okay, last story. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. I was seven years old. My dad took me fishing. I didn't really like to fish. I like to do what the fish did, meaning I like to swim. So I was like, hey, dad, this is stupid. Can we just jump in the water? And he's like, no, if you jump in the water, you'll scare all the fish away. And so I basically was like, like I believed him, obviously, but I didn't want to go fish. I was bored. It was hot. The water looked cold. It was fun. So I waited until he wasn't looking, and then what do you think I did? Jumped in, except God had a twisted sense of humor that day because I landed right on a, y'all know what a coral reef is, where Nemo lives? I landed right on that thing, and Nemo ate my toes off, and I literally, like, blood starts going everywhere. It sliced my foot open. I had to get stitches. I was too stubborn. Everybody say stubborn. And I was foolish. So, so let me break down why I told you these stories, okay? Here's story one. Fat boy slim, right? I believed my brother, and I listened to my brother, and I was foolish. Story two. I did not believe them about the test, nor did I listen to them about the test, and I was foolish. Story three, I did believe my dad about the fish, but I did not listen. I jumped in anyway, and I was foolish. What am I saying at? Here's what I'm getting at. Being foolish isn't that simple. Being foolish can look a lot of different ways. Being foolish Sometimes looks like listening, sometimes looks like not listening, sometimes looks like believing, not believing. It can be complicated, and that's why I want to show you this scripture. It's the scripture we're studying today in Proverbs one twenty-two. Here's what it says. There's three types of fools. Everybody say three types of fools, and here they are. You got the underlying part. It says, how long you what? That's the first one. How long you simpletons? Well, you insist on being simple-minded. How long will you... Mockers, that's the second type, relish your mocking. Lastly, how long will you fools hate knowledge? So you got simpletons, mockers, fools. I'm going to talk to you about the three different types of fools, and we're going to discover some stuff today. So let's start with this first one. Go to the next slide. We're just going to focus here. How long you... One more time. How long you... Will you insist on being simple-minded? This is what this word means. Simpleton simply means somebody, come on, describe somebody who will believe anything. Okay? That's all it means. That's why it'll say like in Proverbs 15, 14, it says uh, the only simpletons believe everything they're told. And uh, you know what I've learned about these gullible people? This was my first story where I was way too gullible. I believed my brother. I believed everything. Gullible people hardly ever think that they're very gullible. You ever notice that? And I'm not talking about like when you're like, hey, look over there. <gasps> oh, made you look. Haha. <laughs> I'm talking about like real life gullibility. I love that word. Gullibility. Real life gullibility. Think with me. Okay. I just started thinking about some of the most gullible people. Think about anybody who followed Adolf Hitler. time they thought that was a good idea like when he's up there talking at the time they're thinking like oh yeah this guy really knows his stuff six million jews died later and they're like we should have rethought that think about all the people that just believe whatever they see on social media 
I cannot tell you how many times people will DM me something from an account and be like, is this true? And I'm like, no, this is complete, you know, just false. Oh my gosh, you know what? I forgot to say this last service. I had this friend. I'm going to tell you the story, then I'll tell you the backstory. One time my friend in college, my roommate, was like, hey, my grandma needs to uh, get some stuff moved from her attic. Can you come with me? So I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we go up to the attic. Guys, I kid you not, there were gold bars everywhere. Like, I felt like I was in a Nicolas Cage, uh, what's that, uh, what's it called, where he goes, National Treasure. I was certain the, doc- the Declaration of Independence was in the attic. And I'm like, bro, why does your grandma have gold bars everywhere? And he's like, well, she follows this one news source that always says that the world is ending. So she literally took all of her money out and just purchased gold. And I'm like, how did, like, what does she do when she goes to Walmart? Like, you know, it's weird. I don't know. But she believed everything. And, and I'm going to move off this point because it's not groundbreaking. But here's the first thing that the Bible wants to tell us. The first thing is fools are too gullible, but the wise do their research. So I just want to just submit a thought. Where do you get your wisdom from? Okay, because sometimes I think we be taking our wisdom from some really dumb places. Some of you get relationship advice from your friends who are also in toxic relationships. That don't make no sense. Some of you take study advice from everybody else who's failing. That don't make no sense. Like at some point, you need to evaluate, where am I trying to get my wisdom from? And am I just believing whatever comes across my plate? And I should also say this, because I'm going to end with this. There should be something in your life that has the final say. Like regardless what your friends say, regardless what the accounts you follow say, regardless what anything says, there should be something in your life that has the ultimate authority. So that's the first type of fool, the simple-minded. One more time. Everybody say the simple-minded. Now let's move on to the second kind of fool. It says this. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? Now here we go. How long will you what? Mockers relish your mocking. Here's what's interesting about mockers. This is what it means. The mocker describes someone who loves to taunt and show other people that they're wrong. Now here's why this is interesting to me. Because this is not so much a problem with their brain as it is a problem with their attitude. Everybody listen. Look here. Who cares if the ringtone went off? Tell them that you're talking to Jesus. Talk, talk later. Listen. The mocker might be very smart, but the Bible says, no, 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 they're foolish because they have that attitude. Y'all know those people that just love to prove other people wrong? Like they just wait for you to say something dumb. And they're like, well, actually, that's how every sentence those people, they start all their, well, actually, 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 shut up. Actually. Shut up is a derivative of the word. Like, what, what are you talking about? It doesn't even make sense. These people love, 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 and exist to prove other people wrong. And uh, you know what I've noticed about a lot of these people? They have a lot of opinions. They have a lot of confidence. Sometimes they even have a lot of knowledge. Like, they have knowledge. But you know what they don't have a lot of? Friends. I'm, being, I'm not even trying to be ugly. I'm saying this. Your number one goal in life should not be, oh, I'm right. I'm right. That's fine. You could be right and alone at the same time. So here, second thing. Fools are too gullible. The wise do their research. But fools are too prideful. The wise think of other. Now, I'm not trying to say there's never any time where something needs criticized. I'm not saying there's never a time to say like, hey, I don't think that's true. But I'm saying that you could have the right intellect and the wrong attitude and you'll still be a fool. 
And some of your problem isn't that you're dumb or that you're not saying the right thing mentally. It's the way you're saying it comes across like you just want everybody else to be wrong, and that's why you're getting nowhere with anybody. And the Bible says you're a mocker. You just want to taunt. You just want to be right, and that's foolish. So the wise think of others. Uh, I love the way that Jesus would express his opinion. See, Jesus, he was always right, but the Bible says this. He won't fight or shout or raise his voice in public. Jesus wasn't going to crush the weakest reed. Jesus wasn't going to put out a flickering candle. And he was going to cause justice, which means the right thing. He was going to cause justice to be victorious. And his name will be the hope of all the world. Jesus was always right, and yet he was humble. He always thought of others. His attitude was not, you're dumb. So here's what I'm saying. If you're going to give your opinion, you might be right. You, you very well could be right. You might be a very sharp person. But if you're going to give your opinion, think how do I have to act so that they actually listen? How do I have to present this in a way that they're actually going to hear what I say and take it well, and it doesn't look like I just have this attitude of I want to be the most right, and I have this mocking attitude. Ultimately, this I'm right attitude is foolish. So let's move on. Last thing, Proverbs one twenty two. It says, how long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? We talked about that. How long will you mockers relish your mocking? We talked about that. And now the last one. You ready? How long will you fools hate knowledge? This is the most often used word for fool in the Hebrew language. It just simply means somebody who is unable to be corrected and who's unable to learn. Now, this is dangerous. This is the worst type of fool, in my opinion. Because here, if you're unable to be corrected, well, then how are you ever going to grow you know, like if you're gullible, but you can be corrected, well, at least you can grow from that. If you are prideful, but you can be corrected, at least you can grow from that. But if you're stubborn and you won't let anybody teach you, you won't let anybody correct you, there's no hope because you're never going to grow. And this is why coming to church regularly is important. This is why not just listening to me, but listening to the word of God, letting it challenge the way you think, taking notes, really trying to get it in your mind and get it in your heart. This is why it's so important because here's the honest truth. We can learn to avoid a lot of foolishness if we'll listen to this word. And sadly, a lot of us inherit foolishness. You know what that means? Inherit. Like you think of inherit like, oh, you know, maybe your grandparents pass away and they leave some money and you inherit money, right? But look what the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 18a. It says this, the simple what? The simple inherit foolishness. That's interesting. What do I mean? I mean this. You only know what you know. So some of you, all you've ever seen, maybe let's say with relationships, all you've ever seen is divorced parents. And so now when you think about maybe one day getting married, you're like, I don't even know if I want to get married. It just doesn't work out. And that's not even your fault. It's just what you inherited because what's been passed down to you and what you've seen. Some of you you think that to be the man of your house means, oh, I got to have a temper, because maybe that's what you saw your dad have. Oh, we had a temper. So if he was going to be right, he was going to yell, you're going to get whooped, and you were going to know it. So you think the way to be a man is to have a temper, to yell, to whoop somebody. That, it's not even your fault. You just inherit foolishness. Some of us, we think, oh, to get ahead, I just got to be selfish, because that's what we've inherited. And we think I got to step on anybody, got to step on to get wherever I got to get. And it's not even your fault. It's simply what you inherit. 
Even if you have good parents, you're blessed. Thank God for good parents. But we all inherit a, a human sinful nature. But here's the good news. We do not have to stay with what we inherit. If we are willing to learn from God, if we're willing to let his word challenge our life, if we are willing to say, okay, God, maybe what I've seen isn't right, but whatever you say is going to go, whatever you say is what I'm going to try to act out in my life, then you don't have to inherit foolishness. You can become wise. That's God's word to you. That's what God wants you to know. You don't have to inherit it. He gives you a new inheritance. So here's what I want you to know. First of all, fools are too gullible, the wise do their research. Fools are too prideful, the wise think of others. Fools are too stubborn, the wise are teachable. Now this is where I ended my message with junior high, but it's not where I'm going to end with y'all. Because I think you're, you know, not ugly to the junior high, but you're a little smarter. You can think a little harder. Notice I say fools are too gullible. Because sometimes it's okay to be a little gullible. Like when I go to the doctor and they tell me something, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I hope it's right. I'm not going to know. I could get on WebMD and maybe find something else out, but I don't really know. To some extent, we're always gullible a little bit. Sometimes it's okay to have a little pride in what you do. Some, I mean, Jesus had some pride in what he did. Sometimes you got to flip a table with the right heart, even if it gets taken the wrong way. Sometimes it's okay to be a little stubborn, meaning it's okay to have morals. It's okay to say, hey, I'm not going to do that. I am stubborn. I do believe this. The Bible does say that. That's what I live by. It's okay. So, so what I'm saying is wisdom is really knowing what do I need to be in each situation that comes my way. What do I need to be in each situation that comes my way? See, wisdom, wisdom is not a one-size-fits-all answer. Wisdom is actually a person. You know who displayed this more than anybody else? Jesus. I'm, I'm going to do a little pop quiz here. Jesus was called the lion and the lamb. Wow, good job. There's a lot of y'all that knew that. Can you just think about that for a second? Think how different that is. The lion and the lamb. You couldn't get two different, more different animals. A lion is aggressive. Ah! And in some ways, Jesus was very aggressive against sin, against death, against the dark powers and dark forces of this world. He said, no, I'm going to take them out. He was a lion. But then sometimes Jesus was a lamb, meaning he was defenseless. The Bible says he was led like a lamb to the slaughter. Slaughter, what is that? He went to the cross for you and me. Because, yeah, he was a lion against sin and death, but he was a lamb for you and I. Because he, he didn't want us to die. He didn't want us to face hell and all that stuff. So he said, I'll give my life for them. See, who else do you know that can be that wise? Who else do you know that can really know, when does the situation call for me to be a lion? When does it call for me to be a lamb? Jesus would straight up flip a table and then go forgive a prostitute. It's like, well, wait, hold on. He would go challenge Rome for being oppressive, but at the same time, he would like pay taxes to him. He would sit there and he would know his disciples are tripping and say, get behind me, Satan. And then at the same time, he'd be like, hey, today I call you friends. Jesus displayed one of the greatest things that we can understand is that's this. Wisdom doesn't have a one size fits all answer. Wisdom is truly knowing, hey, what does this situation need me to be in this moment? And so what I'm telling you, what I'm trying to get across to you is you really want to be wise? Try to be like Jesus. Get fired up for what he lived for and lay your life down for what he died for. Figure out what you need to be in what situation. So here's what I want, want to leave you with just this week. Okay, this week, I want you to think about this question right here. What do I need to be in this situation? 
Let me try to get in my high school world, okay? What do I need to be in this situation? Maybe you're going to be at school and your teacher is going to be, I don't know, say your teacher's going to be having a bad day, take it out on you. And like, yeah, you were in the wrong, but you didn't deserve to get yelled at that bad. You know what I'm saying? Okay, what do I need to be? That might be a situation where God's like, hey, after class, go speak up to her. But it also might be a situation where it's like, hey, it's not time to be a lion, it's time to be a lamb. God, you probably would just forgive and move on. Maybe there's something with your friend and there's uh, unaddressed conflict and you just keep pushing it off, keep shoving it under the table. You don't want to deal with it. But God's showing you, hey, that's not really wisdom. You're not growing anywhere like that. And he's saying, hey, in this situation, it's time to be a lion. Like you need to speak up. Not with a bad attitude, not like a mocker. Don't be gullible, don't be stubborn, don't be prideful. But what do I need to be in this situation? That's where true wisdom is found. And nobody displays that better than Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. Thanks so much for listening. If you live in the Victoria area, stop by one of our services. Church is way better with people. So if you're between the ages of 18 to 29, check out our Instagram at ffc.ya. All of our service info is there. And if you're 6th or 12th grade, check out our Instagram at ffc.sm. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And even more, I hope it brought you closer to God. Have a great day.